Rio and she's won the seedling belt. And our pal Oscar has to reflect on the cards they've been dealt. And we're back. I mean, it was a start, wasn't it? It was something. <laughs> I really just wanted to get that first line and I didn't know where to go after that. But still, we're here we're live. It's the wrestling podcast. It's wrestling spot W-I-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. But of course, you know by now that me and G, we're not anti-E. We're just simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This dude is Gareth. Hey. And we welcome you back to another episode we've got plenty to get into this week now just to clarify the actress show that we were hoping to cover this week we just couldn't find it couldn't find a way to watch it and this is uh, an ongoing recurring issue with some of our joshi coverage and we do apologize if you have managed to find a legal route to viewing this show please do let us know we'd be really grateful to hear but in the meantime we'll cover actress at another time once we've figured that out so we made the quick mid-air adjustment and instead Grabbed ourselves a little slice of Chalky P as well as Ring of Honor's Best in the World to complement our existing quota of Japanese wrestling where we're speaking to our pal Beth Harris about the Seedling Show. Anyway, that's coming up in half two. Let's get into Chalky P and ROH. G-Money, where do you want to start? Let's start over in uh, Chocolate Square. Chocolate Square, Absolutely. This was a fun one. So this was the Masahiro Takanashi return show. And such is the recency of uh, my relationship with Chaka Pro or indeed Gata Move or DDT for that matter, that this is my first viewing of Takanashi. Yeah, I hadn't caught much of his stuff before. What, what did you make of him? Just aware that he's a well-liked character, obviously. With a fabulous t-shirt, which I yeah. couldn't justify buying about seeing him. <laughs> hmm. It was really great getting to see him in action finally. And you know, it's not like we can say, oh, he hasn't missed, missed a step. But, you know, if he's always been like this, then what a guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And what a way to come back as well. You know, over half an hour in there he was against uh, Fuminori Abe. Uh, yeah, really, really fun match. Really liked his his style. Just his whole aura, I thought, yeah. was really... He had a real star quality to him. Absolutely. Um, in a totally different way to which we normally talk about that. You know, he was just very unique and interesting and... Yeah, I'm really keen to watch more of his stuff. Yeah, now. definitely. So, if um, anyone's got any recommendations of previous matches to go back and check, yeah, do fire those over. Those would be gratefully yeah. appreciated. So, you know, we've already started talking about that main event. So, let's, you know, continue. Well, yeah, what a, what a war. Oh, yeah. man. Jeepers. Yeah, they went out. There was no holding back, was there? Like, uh, you know, welcome back to work kind of thing. And we'll just mm. ease you in gently. And what a pace to keep yes. for that amount of time as well. You know, but that's something. I think, you know, when people do come to the Ichigaya Chocolate, Chocolate Square, you know, that seems to be the case. You, you need to bring your working boots, you know, you're yeah. moving fast. Yeah, absolutely. It's the uh, Premier League or League uh, of uh, of pro wrestling. And that is probably the fastest little spot, I would say, for wrestling. Even even the high speed stuff that you see in stardom or the speedy stuff you get in ice ribbon. I don't think they kind of rack up the knots as these guys. Admittedly, they're covering more distance. But yeah, I feel like a lot of these Choco Pro matches, they're like pinball matches, you know, everybody's flying all over the shop. It's amazing. That's exactly the metaphor I was going to use. You know, it, it really is. They're just pinballing around for, you know, 15, 20, and in this case, 35 minutes. Yeah, it's really interesting because I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know, certainly before we started watching Choco Pro, that I would have, I wasn't 
expecting to be into it because i'm so used to things being in a ring mm -hmm. and the idea of something not being in a ring it just doesn't sound like it's going to be wrestling yeah but i adore this i think it's just so great and it's just a different type of wrestling a different exactly different you know, flavor of it and yeah. i think it's excellent i actually find the shows that they do in ring harder to get into because i'm so used to the dynamic of the the small space the the environment where they're bouncing off the walls quite literally or going out of the window to their to their near death because you know it's like it's a long way up yeah. on the, whatever floor they're in so um it's, it's, you know it's very much that wrestling is the medium and no ring choco pro is the genre yeah i was having a bit of a fantasy booking day the other day i was thinking oh, i wonder if we could arrange to get Chocker Pro over here and find like a room and some mats and do like a UK version of Chocker Pro and like a gym or something like that. You can imagine that, you know, downstairs at a fitness first with all the mirrors and the, the gym balls knocking around. I reckon they could have a great time. It just might cost us a bit. There, there was there was a no ring show, obviously not Chocker Pro, but um, that I was looking to get tickets for a little while back that, oh, yeah. um, that, Char was that? Charlie Evans was on. That was, that I think show? it was yeah. good I think it was good wrestling. That's it. It's the company, and um, absolutely, yeah, they held one, and I thought it looks really interesting. Yeah, you know, and I was fun. and I was familiar with the kind of the format from being aware aware of like Gato moves stuff in this, you know, but I hadn't kind of watched a great deal. So yeah, as a as a kind of genre of wrestling, I like it. Yeah, me too, me too, big time. Uh, this is a really fun one because I know Takanashi's got his roots in DDT as well, but we also had DDT sprayed all yeah. up and down this card. Um, Sakaguchi and was here. My word. How cool is that? He's someone who I didn't know how they would fit in in the kind of little bit off the wall, often literally in Choco Pro atmosphere. Yes. But he, he seems to slot in really nicely, actually. Perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Hope he comes back. For some reason, in being in uh, Chocolate Square, he does seem to have have a maybe slightly less menacing aura. He just seems like a nice guy when he's there. I always get the feeling that people enjoy it. You know, yeah. there's generally like a smile written on their face, if not showing. You can kind of see it in their eyes. You know, they're having a fun time. But yeah, I thought he slotted him absolutely perfectly mm. here. Mm. This is a really fun match as well. You know, four guys that I really like. And they're all having wonderful 2021. Oh, tr truly. Yeah, yeah. So Brooks and Sakaguchi against our pal Balianaki. And the, the man, the man of many faces and many hats, Minoru Fujita. <laughs> oh. So one of my favorite little bits in this was at the start when uh, Chris stamped on Fujita's hat and Lulu was just like shrieked in abject horror. Yeah. Yeah, that one's still coming to a head, isn't it? I feel and, like. And then, and then Fujita's response being a taser. So, you know, <laughs> he maybe took that quite seriously. I, I thought that was a proportionate response, yeah, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really good fun match here. Good stuff. All four of these men could stake a very easy claim to being on our favourites of the year list and potentially having favourite matches of the year. Well, Sakaguchi's had one of my favourite matches of the year, the one against Ueno from DDT. Yes, I love oh, that, that was match. incredible. What a good match. Um, but he's done great stuff with Eruption as well. You know, loved, you know, loved his Eruption t-shirt he was wearing for this as well. Indeed, yeah, yeah. When's that going up on the yeah. international shop? <laughs> Mr. Haku, holla at me. When's it, when's it going up? Um, yeah, I did actually have a quick look on his cage match, and this wasn't the first time... It's the first time he's appeared in Chocker Pro, per se, but he has actually 
Dabble Bugatami back oh, in 2014. Yeah, he had two matches uh, back then. Uh, he was uh, against a chap named Katori, who admittedly I'm not familiar with. And he teamed with Takanashi against Takeshi Minamino and Chon Shoyu from Dragon Ninja. So he has been been around before, but nice. not necessarily on the map. Yes, yeah, like seeing him there. Yeah, me too. Really cool stuff. And then the other bit of, well, not DDT, but Cyberfight influence that we had. And we've been wondering about this for ages. And all of a sudden, we, we stepped into the multiverse and yeah. <laughs> May Saint Michelle appeared. May Saint Michelle. Is that how you would say it in French? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and Saki-sama, Nibishikigun, uh, appeared. So good. Oh, my gosh. And, what a match and, this was as well. And defeated Emi Sakura and Unimon. I mean, it, yeah, worlds collided. It just went wild for a second. It was like I was watching a kaleidoscope. What a perfect fit for Choco Pro as well. Yeah, man, I love the, you know, they maybe turned up the comedy a teeny tiny bit like not much but like a, yeah. a like a little bit and i just loved the how they were presented here so yeah. with the red carpet and the roses and them singing sakisama's entrance theme <laughs> which i just thought was lovely and actually you'll often find me just wandering around my house singing that like i find yeah. it such an earworm that that tune absolutely yeah 100 percent. yeah you, you're so right this team really does fit well in choco pro if only we could get that match. Maybe she could give us the best pros. Yeah. That's that's the match. Isn't it? Isn't oh. it? I just loved um Mason Michelle's reactions to lots of things. Like yes. when she got like trapped against the wall, like doing a little pirouette and whilst making a silly <laughs> noise. And uh when Unimon and Emmy were on each other's shoulders and the window opened and Sakisama fainted and just so, so many great moments in this that yeah it just really left me laughing but the action was great too yeah of course yeah absolutely really good stuff here I thought it was a really wonderful show from top to bottom we got excited when we saw the card come out last week and yeah yeah absolutely so. delivered so you know I think you could make the case that this is probably start to finish their strongest uh, in ring or in mat action since probably Choco Pro 100. Yeah, it could be, could be. Yeah, what do what do you guys think? Let us know. Hit us up on socials and uh, let your voice be heard. Yeah, you, you could well be right actually. And more fun stuff to come as well. Oh you know, God, yeah. You know. Oak Tag League finale. What a run of shows coming up. Oh man, yeah. Subsequent tag title match against the Best Bros. So the winner of the Oak Tag League gets that match. And then, of course, we got uh, Minoru Fujita against Hagane as well. Blindly. So we'll kick it off. Last but not least, we've got Brooks and Lulu in a 30-minute Iron Person match on the 22nd oh, of July. So I that's going to be the that. one. Oh, crap. Yeah, absolutely. So th- is that that's the finale then, presumably? It looks to be the case, yeah. So wow. I just think what a, what a run of massive shows now for them. Choco Pro is just really firing on all cylinders. It's, you know, even though it gets dismissed as being sort of it can be dismissed as being a bit silly. I think it's one of the most like tightly booked little promotions around. I think it's one of the best ones. It's certainly one of the ones that I look forward to the most, yeah. without a doubt. So yeah, absolutely. Where do they go from here? Because I think the Tag League has been a success. Really enjoyed that. Do they step more into the land of tournaments and maybe we get like the, the CP1 or something like that? <laughs> uh, you know, something along those lines. I'd be really intrigued to see what Emmy's got up her sleeve for the rest of the year. Well, you know, you think, so I don't know if necessarily any of the bits we've been seeing lately have been the kind of 
surprises that you know when we spoke to them previously they talked about you know i think season seven was gonna have a bunch of surprises that mm. the state of emergency put a hold on and they're, yeah. they're still they're still in a state of emergency so mm. you know who's to say there might still be some stuff rattling around in that brain of emmy's that amazing brain yeah. that we're yet to see so you know if this is if this is them without firing every possible bullet they've got in the chamber then i can't wait for the next season and hopefully the uh state of emergency subsiding and just getting every little every little possible amazing thing yep here here okay mate um let's park chalky p for the time being and head over to the states where we haven't been for quite some time actually baltimore maryland is where we land for ring of honors best in the world 2021 Love a bit of RH. Really nice to get back into a pay-per-view here, particularly one with fans as well. And my gosh, that made a huge difference, didn't it? Like night and day. You yeah. know, I think ROH did about as well as anybody, you know, with having zero people in attendance, you know, about as well as you could. I, I really like their they setup. Exceeded. Yeah, absolutely. It really was night and day having crowds back, even a sort of more limited capacity. Obviously, you know, they weren't hanging from the rafters here in, in Maryland, but yeah, still great having humans back in the building. Yeah, definitely. It made a huge, huge difference. Quite a big card, this one. So you had a, a pre-show and then a, a fairly lengthy card as well, but it was tightly run. I think the whole thing went around the three hour mark. Um, I read a, a little bit or listened to a little bit. I think it was from the Observer that they were a bit pushed for time at the end. So I had to yeah things along. And I think you could tell that as well. It was, it did sort of move fluidly towards the end but i don't think it hurt the show necessarily no. they were clearly clearly keen to wrap up at a particular time mm. um so much to get into so i'll just ask you what your highlights were and we can go from there maybe yeah of course it really for me it just kit really kicked into high gear from probably the brody king jay lethal match onwards yeah sure thing yeah so that match and then you had a run of title matches that i think all really delivered and in a different and in different ways like we're all every every match in that run as well felt very different which i think is very positive i couldn't agree more yeah that was one of the points i'd written down was that it felt like a variety show there was a lot on offer here and that's historically what ring of honor has been about you know there's been technical stuff there's been high-flying stuff there was always brawling you know yeah. there was always that. And hardcore stuff and yeah yeah which is great so i think that's really great they've got a really diverse roster now they as well do. yeah, yeah. In, the, in recent months you know having the mexican contingent back having some some guys that maybe you know weren't able to appear on cards earlier in the pandemic back mm-hmm. you know it's really opened things up yeah absolutely no i couldn't agree more and you know, I suspect in the coming weeks there'll be a few pickups from the recent WWE cuts as well. So I'd expect that roster to be bolstered further. You think as well we're still missing some UK talent and some Australian talent. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you had you had Slex, you had Brooksy into the mix. Yeah. Mark Haskins. Joe Hendry. Yeah, Joe Hendry. Can't forget Joe. Sorry, Joe. Don't beat me up. <laughs> Yeah, it's, there's a huge amount of people still to come back. And yeah, it's very, very exciting. A really good time to reinvest in Ring mm. of Honor, I think, actually. I do think that's one thing ROH has done really well is they've had an eye for these the Mexican talent, the Lucha guys, that translate really well to American audiences. You mm-hmm. know, I, I just think every every guy they've got from the Lucha scene 
it just smashes it. Definitely. And none more so than uh, one half of the main event this year, which was Bandido. I just think he's exceptional. He is, yeah, he really is. Top draw. Such a good wrestler. Mm. It does so many surprising things as well. Mm. Freakishly strong. It's not what you necessarily expect. No, no, definitely not. And some of his moves from the top rope, where he's, where he's, you know, he's carrying guys and flipping at the same time. I mean, what are we talking yeah. about here? It's just out of this world. He's a real special talent. I think he's somebody in a world where it's very difficult now in wrestling to do stuff that you've not seen before. He's still doing stuff that you've never seen before. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, they've done such a good job in hanging on to him as well. I felt sure he was he was heading to, to one of the E's. So they've done really well. So Bandido picked up the win in the main event here over Roosh for the RH World title. And it was an interesting one because it was a win that kind of came out of nowhere. You yeah. know, Roosh had the lion's share of it. And that's how Roosh matches go and should go, in my opinion, as well. You know, he... He's a big I like boy. a Roosh match to be a bit like an old school Samoa Joe match, yeah. just, just smashing guys. But you can't always do that with main events. And, um, you know, Bandido certainly had his moments. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he had little brilliant flashes of offense. Yeah. But the size and strength advantage of Roosh just often was was too much to overcome for too long. Yeah, for sure. The, the story, the match talent. And then also the um, LFI running running interference as well. You know, he, yeah. he did have the deck stacked against him, unintended. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, absolutely. And just a, a quick note on Roosh as well. I really do think he's he's special in his own way. Mm. You know, there's something really magnetic about him. You know, yeah. he's got that sort of I don't know that sort of je ne sais quoi. You know, you can't to put take your eyes off him. Yeah, absolutely. And he just plays a mag, just a magnificent asshole. He does. Yeah, yeah. He's got being an asshole down to a T. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I thought this was really fun. The finish kind of almost came out of nowhere in many yeah. ways. Um, Roosh is sort of beating up Bandido's mask and he got kind of like a flash roll up essentially, yeah. flash pin, and 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 took it. And then they beat the ever living crap out of yeah. the mask. finish. I did think that was a shame. I really would have liked Bandido to have got to really celebrate his win, but yeah, it does just keep LFI strong keeps Roosh strong looking strong despite the kind of flash pin and you know keeps them as the top heels in in ROH currently yeah I I personally think that was a bit of a mistake oh I, I do yeah yeah no, I, I don't necessarily agree with it I understand the logic I just think maybe it didn't play out as as I would have liked no no definitely because you know if you you've got a new guy as your world champion they need to be standing tall in one way or the other afterwards yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't it, hit home as well. But you're starting the, the run off on, a, on the a wrong foot. Yeah, definitely. But let's see. Let's see where they go. Yeah. It's a really interesting new direction. Be intriguing to see. You know what he does as the as the champ. I hope he gets a, a decent run with it. Actually, it yeah, be a lot of fun. I believe um, Bandido is also the um, PWG champion. You're, you're correct. Yeah, he's only the second man to hold both belts concurrently. So that's that's, that's pretty wild, isn't it? I think he's the now the longest reigning PWG champion by mostly by virtue of uh, them not running any shows in in the pandemic. It's not Loki having the MLW belt for ten years whilst the company didn't exist. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's a. As as of time of recording, he's at uh, 574 days with zero defenses. <laughs> <laughs> Ratio, like it. Okay, yeah. that's good stuff. 
Um, yeah, I think it was, I want to say it was Kevin Steen is the other one that held both at the same time. Interesting. Somebody, somebody tell me if I got that wrong. I think that's it. Elsewhere on the card, look, if you want to make me happy, you put Homicide on the card. Yeah. If you want to make me really happy, you let him win a title. And, <laughs> oh, man. So Violence Unlimited, Chris Dickinson, Homicide, taking out the uh, thrown together version of the foundation jonathan gresham and Rhett titus in a fight without honor match and god damn it we got a cop killer and we got a win yeah uh, and even a fork at one point <laughs> definitely as well. love love the fork oh, homicide is just the best i've got such <laughs> I, a soft spot for I, I, I was really over here chuckling though after he went through the table and was like ah my ribs i hate you <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great to see him back yeah yeah so so great he's excellent he's just someone who's always been convincingly dangerous as well yeah but he's one of the class of guy that oh he's probably one of the few that probably didn't go as far as you might have expected mm. him to or mm. hoped that he would for whatever reason so it's lovely to see see him back and still doing stuff and yeah. you know with a belt so conceivably he's going to be around for a while Great for Dickinson too. Yeah. You know, he's awesome. He's having a great year as well, isn't he? He's, he's having a great year. He's another person that any position he's been put into, like whatever he's been asked to do in any promotion, he's knocked out of the park. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think we should be talking about him a bit more probably. Um, yeah, he's doing some good stuff. Yeah, fun tag team match. Pretty chaotic. Yeah, lo- love, a, love a bit of chaos though. Love you know, again, chaos. it was just very different to anything else on, on the card. Good placement as well in the comb and the submain. What a night for Grisham as well. Yeah, man. I thought I thought he put on a hell of a showing in his pure title match against Mike Bennett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, class. Grisham really feels like somebody at the height of their powers that is in ascendancy. Yeah, totally. I can I could totally buy Grisham beating pretty much anybody. Yeah, because he's he's got his particular style down to the absolute T like you know he is the foremost proponent of that style and thus regardless of any size differences or anything like that he's in with a a pretty good chance if you start wrestling that kind of match absolutely you know him him just picking apart Bennett's arm in the Mm. opening minutes of the match was just a thing of beauty yeah totally he's just so I, I love watching Jonathan Gresham it's one of my favorite things in wrestling he's just so great so yeah, you're right. And, you know, really got to show off his his range here, didn't he? You know, but with that match and him. Yeah. Absolute madness in the tag team match. Just, so just killing it. All. Just killing it. Well, you know, and we've seen him in a match like that up close and in, in person, like the tag team match. Sure did. Part of the LAX versus uh, CCK war in the ballroom. Indeed, for progress. Yeah, that was absolutely mad. Yeah, he's just great, isn't he, Gresham? And he's also, he's massive as well, you know, muscle, muscle-wise. He's, he's like, he, he's like Mr. Strong. He's as, he's as uh, tall as he is wide at this point, I think. Yeah, he's I don't know if he quite qualifies for Jack Little Freaks, but no. he, he's... I mean... I don't know. He's He doesn't quite sit along the other constituents <laughs> of that particular bracket. <laughs> no, he stands alone. Stuff. Somebody else we should talk about real quick as well is Tony Deppen. Yes, because he's kind of, from from my perspective, anyway, really sprung onto the scene this year. I know he was knocking around before, but it really feels like he's he's arrived. This he's year. really solidified himself as as one of the guys on the yeah, scene at the moment. Totally, and a really fun ten minute uh, TV title match with Dragon Lee, who's also very good. 
they were just kicking the crap out of each other, him and Dragon Lee. The str- like, that, that was the thing in this match for me was the sort of pace and the ferocity of the strikes they were mm. landing on each other. You know, mm. the amount of sweat flying off each man with every every blow was astonishing. Do you reckon that was a, a bit of a backstage thing? They're like, right, lads, 10 minutes, just balls to the wall. Let's go for it. And they just went for it. It was, yeah, absolute. Definitely. You know, so and Dragon Lee is a hell of a talent as well. He's you so know, good. I've got yeah. no no qualms about him holding the TV title for a second time. No, not at all. He's somebody that New Japan could really benefit from right now. You know, he's he would really, really freshen up that sort of stale junior heavyweight division right now. Yeah, I don't disagree. Absolutely. So lots of fun stuff on the card, but also a bit of a shock with Chelsea Green mm. debuting for Ring of Honor 2, which was really That was great. Hey, that uh, women's title tournament that they have coming up is jam-packed. Loads and loads of really top-draw wrestlers in this one. Just a couple of names to throw at you. Uh, Holly Dead's in there. Yeah. Uh, Angelina Love's in there. Alex Garcia, who's done a lot of stuff with AEW recently. Nicole Savoy, who's always good. Alison Kay, one of my favorites. Yes. Willow Nightingale. Love Willow. Story. Uh, Trisha Dora. Marty Bell is also there. And of course, Chelsea, as we said. So, so many goodies. And you there's know, other so, people too. But yeah, it's absolutely jam-packed. I um, love that there's kind of sort of a renewed focus on the women in the US indie scene. Yes. So absolutely. for a while, all the like really top people got pinched by you know by wwe they just jam-packed their their women's division their nx you know the nxt you know an AEW picking up people but i love that during maybe during the last year there's just been the cream has been slowly rising to the top um mm-hmm. and there's like a new new group that are and i'm sure they've been good for a while but there's been eyeballs on them and yeah. yeah, so you see, you see, we're seeing this here where ROH are kind of putting a renewed focus on the women and MLW are starting a women's division. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And let's face facts. There's so many good US women at the second that we've yeah. seen in Shimmer, seen in Shine, seen in various GCW events. That This is not a surprise. There's an absolute plethora of really high level wrestlers in the US women's indie scene. So it's been coming, and I think it's only going to get stronger. My hope is that they don't all get swept up, you know, in the next round of acquisitions. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Let's just take it steady. But yeah, really good stuff. The one person that I'm shocked isn't showing up in any of these places is Masha Slamovich. Mm, yeah, absolutely. She, for my money, is probably one of my favourite sort of unsigned women knocking around. Mm. Yeah, totally. She's very, very good. Very good indeed. I wonder if she's got her eye on another run in Japan, perhaps. Mm, yes. That's the other thing. I'm very excited for... There's plenty of talent working in the States right now that I can't wait for them to be able to get those tours of Japan in again once things return to... And vice versa. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, yeah just... It's a ticking clock. As soon, as, soon as, as soon as the world opens back up again properly, can't wait for that to happen. Yeah, exciting times, man. Loads of good stuff. Stay tuned to keep it locked here on the Wrestling Podcast. We will be talking to you about it. All right, folks, I think that pretty much wraps us on Ring of Honor and indeed Chocker Pro. So we're going to throw it over to our catch-up with our buddy Beth Harris as we're talking about seedling. We move. 
And we're back. And we are joined now by our Joshi expert guest host, <laughs> Beth Harris. Thanks for joining Hi. us again, Beth. Yeah, thanks for having me back, even though I'm constantly slandered about not liking <laughs> tech matches. <laughs> we're never going to let that go. <laughs> well, it's, it's enjoyable that we've, we've asked you to come back for a show that is, well, three out of five matches are tag <laughs> matches. So yeah. I assume it's a big thumbs down from you over. <laughs> I, I always enjoy seedling tag matches. So yeah. I can't really complain. Do, what is it they do? Do it something they do differently that makes you enjoy them, or probably I don't know. I just really enjoy Seedling as a company, yeah. so I think their tag matches are just more enjoyable. But I've probably seen way too many like bad tag matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can be hit or miss. Yeah, I definitely if they're just like throwaway, thrown together things, you just kind of like, eh, I get that. Yeah. No, I do too. But the more I watch Seedling, the more I get the feeling that there's their kind of house style is a lot more hard hitting than maybe some of the other Joshi promotions. That's just the sense I get from it. Like a lot of the matches feel pr- pretty strong style, heavy, pretty stiff, sort of relative to something like Ice Ribbon, which is a bit more technical, a lot more speedy, you know, pinfall uh, combinations around etc i mean is that is that a fair observation do you think or am i just imposing my own feelings on this one again uh no i think that's quite a fair observation i think i don't know if it's to do with seedling only doing like three or four shows a month but Mm. they definitely like work a harder style like i think you could compare them a little bit to like stardom Mm. in in the style that they work because stardom's like very heavy hitting i guess yeah they lay it in (laughs) Well, I suppose that I guess that kind of makes sense with, you know, sort of Nene being involved, you know, with Stardom previously and now obviously setting this up. So I guess that's perhaps her yeah. DNA running through both both promotions, if I was to speculate. But we were talking about uh, the Nene Takashi 25th anniversary show, actually, today. Uh, fun card, really fun card. Um, five matches, three tags and two pretty chunky singles, actually. So we had the Beyond the Sea singles title match between Asuka and Ryu Mizunami. And we also had sort of a bonus match, it felt like anyway, um, at the end between Nene and her frequent tag partner, Risa Nakajima. Lots of fun on this card, actually, overall. So tag, tag team jokes aside, what, what did you think of this card, Beth? Uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. I know, um, I mean, we'll probably talk about it like afterwards but i know the special tag match uh for nana's 25th i know that got like a little bit of flack online because okay. it was just like nana and her friends having fun and i don't think people like people having fun <laughs> 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 but i i really enjoyed that tag match i thought it was just so fun to watch and if you, if you like old school joshi wrestlers mm. and then them, seeing them come back later and they can still wrestle mm. like that i love that yeah we're we're a pro fun podcast absolutely yeah absolutely and anything with you know emmy sakura involved is also going to get the seal of approval most likely because she's just awesome yeah big fans over here now that's, i thought that was had a, a nice placement on the card you know you stick that in the middle just to break up some of the action i think that makes perfect sense anyway um yes yeah, it's, it's weird isn't it some people just don't like anything that is, seems like remotely jovial or you know comedic or anything like that but i don't know i think it's got a place on most cards to be mm, honest with you, just mm. to offer like a bit of a palate cleanser if nothing else definitely yeah, yeah and- i think it'd be weird not to have it because it's 
Nana's 25th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She's just having fun. Leave yes. it alone. Leave it so alone, she, people. Well, when she got to work, you know, that more fun tag match and then worked a more chunky uh, singles match at the end of the show. So, you know, I think whatever you were in the mood for, you, you got it here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. Um, earlier in the night, had had some of my favourites, actually, people that I've been really impressed with this year. So, I mean, everybody's sick of me talking about Rini Yamashita at this point, I have no <laughs> doubt, um, but she's just the coolest. And that remains the case here. Uh, somebody I've been super impressed with whenever I watch Seedling, however, is Honori Hana. Um, not seen a great deal of her work outside of Seedling, so uh, presumably she does wrestle elsewhere, but I always think she looks very competent and very, very slick with the stuff that she does and stands out. And she was actually teaming with one of your favourites, Gareth, in Unimon. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Unit, have you watched any Choco Probra? Uh, no, not really. I don't like, not my type of wrestling to watch. I think if there's a match I'm really interested in watching, I'll, I'll probably check them out, but it's mm. not like something that gets on my watch list too frequently. Sure. Yeah, no, that, that's fair enough. And then to, to be fair, like, they do they do a lot of really long form tag matches as well, sort of, you know, like half an hour plus or whatever you say. If, if you're not 100% sold, it's probably not the best place no. to start, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this this um the most recent one that we talked about earlier in the show uh i think you know would might be a good fun place to jump in though like i thought it was a really strong strong card so yeah. you know if you're looking for a jumping on point it's probably that's probably the one yeah because i had some ddt guys as well sakaguchi was on there um and of course minora fujita who we were talking about last week he's such a an interesting case because you know he's a deathmatch guy really he's in freedoms and all that sort of stuff and then he just he always the chocker pro champion and was getting he, exploded like a week before yeah it just seems so odd um did you see that fmwe at all uh yeah i i didn't quite like the show that much I, we spoke about it on uh, the starters press podcast but i i'm a big fan of Minoru Fujita anyway I think he's Mm. one of the few wrestlers that has like incredible range Mm, absolutely he'll get exploded the next day yeah it's wild I just think that's (laughs) such a great you know to be able to play all those different roles I think you know takes a very special breed of wrestler like how many how many more people can you think of that you know fall into that category probably not a lot no no not really yeah, no, fair enough. It was it was a it's a tricky one with the production to be honest. I need to get yeah. that sorted for next time. I think um, <laughs> I did read in the um, the Observer that the people in the surrounding areas actually called the, mm-hmm. the fire brigade because even the though they'd been were so massive and they'd been previously warned, but they were still like, yeah. oh shit, that's a yeah, lot of smoke. Yeah. But I suppose for someone like Anita, that's a badge of honor, really. You know, you <laughs> yeah. don't stop until the fire brigade turn up. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the seedling show. We got to talk about this title match because it was just crazy. Um, so Oscar having an amazing year, one of the best years out of anybody that I can think of, actually. Yeah. Um, just really good stuff. And Rhea Mizunami, I mean, admittedly, I wasn't familiar with her prior to the AEW stuff. But, and you know, you, you correct me here, Beth, but... To me, she just feels like a massive deal since she's come back from that. You know, her stock really went up with that sort of stint in America. Now, whenever she turns up over here, just all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is probably a reasonably big deal. And certainly seemed like the case here because this was a big time title match. Yeah, I mean, I think like 
because I watched her before AEW and like afterwards, I think she went from like a really good like tag wrestler and you didn't really see her do many high profile singles matches to coming back from AEW and like you can tell that she's like a massive deal now. Mm. Which I like that because mm. I think mm. Rio is like a really good wrestler and I'm glad that um AEW's kind of given her that fire to come back and do this for mm. Seedlin. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't expect that's going to be the last we see of her in America as well. I think they're going to have her back sort of sporadically. And, you know, she's one of the Joshi wrestlers that not only is a, a very good wrestler, but also has a very trans translatable personality. Mm. You know, she's quite infectious when she comes out. And I don't think it's it's that difficult for a Western audience that isn't used to Joshi wrestling to to get behind her because she's Hard just not to like her. fun. Yeah, absolutely. She's really likable. But this match with Asuka, I mean, this went just over 15 minutes. For me, it absolutely flew by. Um, and it was kind of what I was expecting a little bit more. It was really, really hard hitting. But there was a nice story to this one, I thought, because it, for the longest portion of the match, it really felt like Rio just did not have an answer for Asuka. She kept getting cut off at every possible point And she was just getting out outstruck essentially you know Asuka's got that range and was just being her to the punch every single time there was a title change here mm. which surprised me immensely I thought Asuka was going to keep the belt for quite a yeah. while were you caught were you caught off guard with this one Beth or had you had you foreseen a title change here uh, I mean I was a little caught off guard because I knew Asuka essentially only had the title because Yoshiko was out injured at the minute but mm. I was surprised that uh, Asuka only got one defense out of it and they didn't even win it. Mm, so like, yeah. I'm not surprised that Seedling is capitalizing on Rio at the minute, but I was surprised that it was only one title defense. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's almost like they could have snuck another one in there just to, Absolutely. just to pad it out a little bit, but I suppose they've got the tag belt as well. But yeah. Sorry, Gav. You and I were talking on, on Twitter, Beth, you know, like we're both huge fans of Asuka um, you know, and you think how yeah, young relatively she is in in the in the game, and you know the only way is up for her uh, for them. Sorry, from here. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've said it. I say on Twitter like constantly that Asuka is probably one of the best wrestlers at the minute, like just yeah. flat out. And yeah. uh, I think it'd be silly not to think that they're gonna win the Beyond the Sea title again at some point. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was more of just like. Um, they only had that one title match. Obviously, they've got the the tag titles, and they'll probably do more with that. But I would have liked to have seen a couple of more defenses. Like I would have liked to see an Asuka versus Makoto or something mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Just yeah. to really solidify them as a like top tier talent in seedling. You know, it it does seem a bit kind of almost fluky. Uh, you know, just winning it and then immediately losing it is, you know, it's never a good look, is it? No. <laughs> Has Asuka done anything in the deathmatch style at all? Uh, they've done a couple. I know um, there's a, I don't know if you consider it a deathmatch, but it was like a light tube, single light tube match in DDT, which I think was against Akito. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. We're going we're gonna to quote you on that. We're going to put it on the, put it on the, put it on the website. Per, yeah, this, per Beth this Harris. This is when I realise I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they've done a couple of things. Because I know they've done matches like Jun Kasai and 
think there's been an explosion death match in there somewhere. Mm. So yeah, Asuka, they... again, is someone that has a massive range of, of what they can do. So I was just going to say that, yeah, I, could, I couldn't agree more because we watched them in Gang Pro earlier this year when she was, they were teaming with Shota. And totally different look and feel to what you get in this match, you know. But I suppose maybe slightly differently to Minoru, they still have quite a consistent personality throughout. It's just what's being done in the ring is different. Like, I like the, the cockiness and I like the showboating and all that sort of stuff. A proper character and, you know, again, something that I think would translate internationally as well. So, you know, if they did go over to the US for a bit or, fingers crossed, come over here to the UK, I could see audiences getting behind them very quickly, mm. you know, in a way that they might not necessarily with some other Joshi wrestlers. Are they someone you see settling down long term with a promotion anytime soon? Or do you think, you know, it's a life of uh, freelancing for Asuka? Uh, I mean, I could I could see eventually, but I feel like Asuka at the minute, there's just so many opportunities on the yeah. table for them mm. that mm. The, it'd be silly to just sign with one company, I think. I mean, Definitely. I don't doubt that eventually she'll uh, they'll do a tour like for AEW or mm. something like that, but I saw a few people saying on Twitter they'd like her to be the ex in the Five Star Grand Prix, which I don't think is ever going to happen, in, no, in my wouldn't, opinion. Wouldn't it be great? Oh, my gosh. I feel like that would be crazy. If that It'd happened. be really cool, but I, I doubt Asuka's ever going to go to stardom. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, are there two exes still? Um, or have they filled, filled Natsuki Toru's spot? Uh, I think they filled it with Fukigen Death. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's. I think that would be crazy. Asuka and Stardom would be mental. I would just like to see an Asuka Julia match. Quite frankly, there's, <laughs> there's 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 a lot of swagger in that in that ring. That would be crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think opportunities abound. This essentially, really. Definitely. We we have talked previously though. How you know does being a freelancer stop them from? Uh, really getting pushed as the sort of top of any individual company is it you know does that stop her from from them being you know the number one person i mean i i think it does in a sense because i know there's a lot of companies where they they don't really like pushing freelancers as mm. like the top people i mean mm. for example you've got like sherry who i don't think ever won a top title for a company i mean mm-hmm. i could be mistaken but mm. Until she came to stardom, she wasn't yeah. treated as like the main event person. Gosh, that's Even crazy. She isn't was it? like in the main events doing tag matches with Cheetah and stuff like that. Like, I think there's still a bit of they don't want to give their titles to freelancers. Yeah. Mm. Which you can, Which un- you can, you understand. can understand. Yeah. But, yeah, totally. So I suppose in many ways, the, this, you know, dual title reign was a bit of a free hit. And, you know, though it would have been nice to get a few more defenses notched you can understand the, the shift away. Yeah, Rena's another one that, you know, she just picked up the Fantastice title over an ice ribbon and she seems to go everywhere and actually seems to win most places that she goes. I think she's probably got one of the better win-loss records of pretty much anyone in Japan. I, I can't remember the last time I saw her lose, actually, thinking about it. Oh, Choco Pro, that'll be it. Um, but yeah, it, it is an interesting one, the whole freelance situation. I, I don't know. I think if I was 
in their position, I'd probably want to stay freelance because there's just, you can express yourself a lot more. You can go to different promotions and do, you know, take on entirely different looks. And I think that would probably appeal to me more. And then maybe as I'm starting to get on a little bit, maybe then sort of latch on to, mm. you know, one, one single promotion, but that, that's just my, my view on it. Anecdotally as well, it does seem, you know, for me anyway, that a lot of the performers that I most enjoy watching tend to be freelancers as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. All right, let's have a chat about this main event. Nakajima and uh, Takahashi went just over 20 minutes. And, you know, if you didn't like the comedy stuff before, no worries at all, because this one was hard-hitting as you like. Uh, what, did, what did you make of this one, Beth? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I can definitely see why people are saying it's a match of the year contender. Mm-hmm. There were so many good spots in it that I just absolutely loved and if you don't like Nane Takahashi you'll like this match because it's Ariza just kicking her in the head for 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ariza's a bit of a killer I think um she reminds me of Yuka Sakazaki in a sense that you know she seems like a slightly different person outside of the ring to to when she's in it and you know she's got those kind of that kind of murder in her eyes, like Roy Keenan, you know, when somebody <laughs> somebody goes against him on the punditry table, you know, he's still smiling, but you know it's on. And There's death uh, behind those eyes. Th- there is indeed, and I, I feel like that's the same here. There you go, folks. That's not one you expected, is it? Roy Keen, Yuka Sakasaki, and Ariza Nakajima, basically the same person. Just natural bedfellows. Indeed, indeed, absolutely. Yeah, I thought this was a very worthy main event and just, you know, super hard-hitting, kind of what, what you might have expected coming in. I... I perhaps felt that Takashi might have got more offensive. I didn't expect it to be quite the beatdown that it, it turned out to be for the longest part of the match, but, you know, it, it worked in the end. But I was surprised in some senses to, to see her lose, ultimately. That was maybe, um, again, I wasn't quite expecting that. But topped off what I thought was a really fun card from Seedling. I do like that they keep the, these cards relatively, you know, succinct, you know, yeah. five matches great stuff you know the, the first three all went sub 10 minutes this is wonderful stuff you know just bash them out and then save the juice for the for the main events so that's that's good stuff mm. i i've definitely kind of where there's just so much wrestling i want to watch i'm really thankful when cards are like short and sweet now like i'd rather have like a 90 minute you know banger of a card than like a three-hour show that you know there's stuff that might be a little bit of a slog to get through sometimes yeah i see those long cards sometimes like oh man when am i going to do this it's just (laughs) i I don't even know um all right so that's ceiling any any final thoughts on that beth before we move on uh i mean i just really enjoyed the show i think i say that about seedling anytime i get to talk about it more often than not you know they they really do capitalize on the fact that they only do like a handful of shows a month yeah and I think that formula really works for them because they can put out like really consistent shows as opposed to like stardom who do 20 shows a month. And, you know, you maybe only get like a handful of good matches out of them. But yeah. I, I like Seedland's formula of shows. So they're, they're always really fun to watch. Would so you I, say that your favorite promotion? Uh, they're, they're getting up there, I think. Who's number one? I'd probably say say Ice Ribbon. Yeah, fair. Uh, So I think, you know, one thing then is 
you're probably the best person to tell everybody where's for if you if you're listening to us talk about seedling and you've not seen it where's where can people check out seedling beth uh they do pay-per-view shows and on their website seedlinglive.com so i they're, they're worth the money mm. in my opinion yeah agreed i think it works out about 30 pound which is a lot but yeah you can't put a price on good wrestling yeah, true. Yeah, you do get a quality card out of it. I actually found their pay-per-view service easier to navigate than some of the other ones. So, yeah, I'd, I'd give that the nod, definitely. Um, all right, so just talking about the Joshi scene more broadly then. So what? Uh, there's an awful lot that's on the horizon. You know, you've got the, the Stardom five-star GP. Uh, you've got another big ice ribbon show coming up with Rena versus Susie, for goodness sake. Um, and... And a big marvelous show coming up as well. I mean, t- talk us through what your your anticipated viewing list is, and you know yeah. what are you what are you most looking forward to. Uh, I might not watch all of the Stardom five star. I know this sounds like me dunking on Stardom twenty four seven. We're here it, for it. I'll I'll catch up with the like the actual five star matches. Yeah, mm. I'm probably not going to watch them all like consecutively. It's like I don't do it for many things i don't do it for now or i don't do it for new japan i just kind of catch up later on but mm, mm. you got the um tokyo princess cup coming up yeah really looking forward to absolutely which yeah. i hope Camu wins <laughs> yeah she's excellent absolutely excellent best octopus stretch in the game i'd say um yeah, yeah. every time every time i see her come out though uh in her denim looking uh outfit i'm just like jeer just mentally that's where my brain goes you're there on a rich run of form at the second tokyo joshi pro they got so many people that are really exciting none more so than pro wrestling noah um she's just awesome i think anyway and just doing really good stuff with that title so i just i just hope that takagi delivers on what he gave me in that interview and sends her over to AEW so she can tag team with john moxley you can't just float that one and then take it away um so excited for uh, Russell Peter Pan, her being in that <laughs> on the opposing side to Takagi in the uh, floating ring match. He's a dead man, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not going to get a third interview, folks. So enjoy this first two. <laughs> He's not going to make it as much as I love him. RSVP Takagi. Yeah. <laughs> um, this marvellous show, I mean, we're going to try and find it online uh, it's one of the ones that i'm sort of struggling to locate the paper for but, but I'd, I'd really like to watch it it's it's 100 uh the only thing stopping us both from watching more joshi is just our limited skills at tracking it down <laughs> through legitimate <laughs> means oh man it's, it's not easy but the, this show looks pretty decent so you've got um iroha's return from injury you've got rin versus mayu Atani. I mean, that's that's enough to sell it there, I think. Um, are you going to be watching that one? Uh, more than likely, yeah. Um, I know I'm really looking forward to Takumi coming back. Mm. Uh, they've got the like high-speed tag match with Starlight Kid and Mio Momono and mm. oh, Meiho Suzuki yes. and Azumi. Indeed. So I'm yeah, really looking forward bad. to that one. Yeah, anytime Starlight and Azumi are on opposite sides of the ring, tends to be a banger. I'd like to see them team up, honestly. I don't, th- I don't think they have for a, a very long time since mm. like 
they were not as good, like when they were children. Yeah, true. But I'd, I'd like to see them team up now. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but... I think those two, you, know, you could probably put Natsu Poi in this as well. Like Their matches, like pick a combination. Those are the kind of matches that you could show to somebody that hasn't watched Joshi stuff and blow their mind with. Mm. I think they're sort of really accessible. You know, the, the example Gareth and I always use in terms of introducing wrestling to somebody that hasn't seen it was it was a Rey Mysterio Kurt Angle match from years ago at a SummerSlam that was you know short and sweet but just super fun. And yeah. you could just see, you know, I could just show this to anybody and be like, this is why I like this and it's yeah. cool. I feel like you could do it with those three as well because they're so different and the way they wrestle is just entirely unique to japan and you know the high speed stuff i just don't think there's anything comparable in the us not really i don't know that anybody works that way so if you want something to blow somebody's mind it's probably those three anything else on the horizon joshi wise from from your perspective there's so much to watch that i just kind of forget what's happening Mm. What's your? So I, I'm curious as somebody else, you know, a, another person that watches a, just a shit ton of wrestling. Like, what is your strategy to towards getting it all watched? Like, how how do you do it? Like, we, yeah, I'm just finding more and more like as we discover more stuff we love, we're just like, how do I catch it all? Luckily, doing a podcast that kind of um, rushes me into watching shows yeah. on mm-hmm. time. It kind of focuses sure you your attention. Yeah. yeah, and then. I just kind of I kind of find companies that I enjoy and I ha- I think writing about it as well helps. Mm. But it's like I'll watch Tokyo Joshi Pro anyway because I, I write about it. I'll watch Ice Ribbon anyway. And then I will like catch up with things like Noah and, and stuff like that. But like, I've really been enjoying watching um, Freedoms, mm-hmm. the, the deathmatch companies. So, like they don't do shows that frequently. Mm. so i can get them watched more so it's yeah. like it's it's better for me if it, a company is kind of like seedling where they don't do that many shows yeah. <laughs> it means they're more likely to be watched yeah yeah it's like i'm as much as i, I do enjoy watching stardom they do that many shows that i just i can't find the time to yeah. same watch them if i don't need to yeah it's a so, watch isn't it there's a lot going on um that said what, what do you make of their their match of the year candidates this year because they've got quite a few um particularly most recently the the utami shiri match which broke the Meltzer scale and what <laughs> what what's your take so far i seem to be doing very well particularly on pay-per-view at very least yeah their their pay-per-views for me have honestly been some of the most enjoyable shows this year mm. like which which is strange for me to say but um i think they've put out a lot of con- like good consistency because I've noticed that I'm enjoying matches that I probably wouldn't have thought I'd really enjoy. Mm. Like obviously, Yatami and Shuri, I knew I was going to love that. But then there's like, um, say, Kamitani and Mike is another match that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. from the Cinderella final. Momo and Mina, I really enjoyed. So it's like they, they give you a good like range. And I think they really do step up when it's like pay-per-view time yeah it gets serious then doesn't it yeah absolutely yeah who's your pick for the the five-star gp uh i'm hoping sherry wins it Mm -hmm. i think that'd be kind of kind of nice but i think with five star it's kind of hard to guess because it it really could be anyone i didn't think utami was going to win it last year Mm. so to me i think anybody from 
DDM's got a good chance of winning. Yeah, I sure he feels like the the favourite now because that's I don't know that's that's the hot ticket all of a sudden, isn't it? To see a rematch between those guys and you know, I mean that's the match that people want now. So you know, I think this time last year I was convinced that Julia would walk it, but she seems sort of a million miles away from that scene now. And that's probably for the best, actually. You know, just give us some time away and you know let her enjoy the tag stuff and I feel like that that is a big match down the line you know her and Utami but in the meantime Shuri versus Utami is definitely that feels like the one for me at very least yeah Julia feels like somebody that anytime they want to pull the trigger they could eat they can easily just like strap the rocket back onto her yeah, yeah I think keeping the rocket off her at the minute is a good choice yeah mm. yeah and she's doing good stuff in the, in those tag matches as well you know the, the 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 tag team with Shuri is low key one of the best tag teams of the year so far in terms of match quality. It's not one that's been talked about for some reason, but I think they're doing they're doing really good stuff. So wonderful. And in terms of you, am I right in thinking you've picked up on your wrestling training again? Yeah, I went back a couple of weeks ago. Oh, badass. Going okay. I'm I'm not crippled yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully one day we'll we'll get to Japan. So yeah, that's yeah. the goal for now. Absolutely. Well, knowing this now, I'm gonna have to sort of pull back on the um, the slandering your good name on the air. <laughs> so you know, just as you get increasingly uh, buff and have a even more ability to kick my ass. <laughs> Where would it's, be? It's fine as long as I don't get booked in tag matches. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you, in an ideal world, where would you go? Like, if you if you had your pick, uh, I was I was actually thinking about it the other day, and hmm. I think the, there's just such a big range. But I think um, either Ice Ribbon or Seedlin, honestly, because mm-hmm. I, I would love mm-hmm. to just wrestle Ariza Nakajima and anybody from Ice Ribbon. So, but Ice Ribbon seems to be more accommodating, you know, with with Tekler and and yeah. Absolutely. people like that so yeah I, I could see i could see that big time and um, yeah it was it that was an interesting chat with Techland, just kind of seeing how that all yeah. came about it didn't Absolutely. it didn't sound like it was the, the most challenging thing to set up you just kind of need an in but um mm. you know obviously she's having a, a very good year as well to be fair well, all right i think we'll, we'll have to have you back uh to interview in uh <laughs> you know, in a couple of years time once once you're out there yeah don't forget yeah. about us yeah, yeah don't yeah don't forget us <laughs> all right wonderful stuff let's leave it there um beth you got anything to plug before you go i think people should listen to the stardust press podcast definitely spotify every th- uh, every friday and then follow me on twitter at oedo corpse and then well that's about it game on and right. uh, and follow joshy central on instagram yeah sometimes i post on there <laughs> Yeah, same as us. Sometimes we post on ours. <laughs> Fabulous. All right, Beth, thanks for your uh, company as always. always really good treat. stuff. No and, problem. Uh, all right, folks, we'll be back after this. And there we have it. That is the show. Big thanks to Beth for joining us once again. Always an absolute pleasure to get her insight on all things Joshi and beyond. Uh, okay, so I think we're pretty much wrapped for this week. Covered a lot of ground. Yet more ground to be covered next week. Good Lord, we've got a lot on the plate. How Always moving. Always moving. Okay, so next week we have got on tap uh, Slammiversary from Impact Wrestling, 
Melbourne City Wrestling's Winter Warfare show. Heading back to the Aussie scene, can't wait. Uh, the night one of the Tokyo Joshi Pro Cup. We're going to try and squeeze that in just before recording. And we have the Chocker Pro Oak Tag League Final. Blimey. So if you're listening to this on day of release, so 16th of July, that is happening tonight slash tomorrow morning at 2am if you're interested in watching live. Indeed. And I believe MCW is going down tomorrow, so you can check that. If you just head over to their Twitter, I've got all the links that you'll need, and we'll also share it on ours. Slamversary also happening tomorrow night, so on the Saturday 17th. And then, yeah, Tokyo Joshi Pro, the cup actually kicks off on next week's day of release, so the 23rd of July. So absolutely loads to fill your calendars with there. Get involved with all the wrestling goodness. Never any shortage of good wrestling. No, sir. No, sir. Not right here on the Wrestling Podcast. All right, folks, thanks so much for joining us. As always, really appreciate your time. If you want to hang out with us, converse, tell us what you think. We'd absolutely love that. We're on Twitter and Instagram. It's at WrestlingPod. That's Wrestling about the E. You can send us an email if you so wish at WrestlingPod at gmail.com. Again, Wrestling about the E. Uh, best way to find all the links for personal Twitters and all that other good stuff is www.wrestlingpod.com. Again, wrestling without the E. All the links of where to listen are there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, don't suffer. Find us on your platform of choice. I think that pretty much does us for this week. So folks, have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful week. In the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the grabs. Mm-hmm.